You're listening to Sports Biz Podcast, presented by Game Plan U, with your co-hosts Mark Rapo and Rob Thompson. From the Game Plan U studios, <laughs> yeah. you're your co-hosts Rob Thompson and Mark Rapo. Those are our, our radio voices. That's good. Yeah, I like them. Those are our podcast voices. Those are our sir. podcast let's, voice. Let's move to the 21st century, my friend. I'm sorry. This one Come right in, here. Come in, kick con, kicking and screaming. Wow. I'm focused on being a musician, too. How are you? Fantastic. I don't know. Hold on here. We I are... I don't know why this we is... We are... Um, this is picking up something. We are entry level... And the uh, technology here, it's okay. Hey, I like it. Yeah. it's This is authentic. This yeah. is real, Rob. We're not hiding anything from no, people. No, we're, we're not hiding. We're transparent personalities. Yeah. We're not afraid to show our uh, our good our good side and our That's uh, right. less than good side. That's right. But we're transparent. Yep. Um, so let me just fix this up and we'll... Uh, we got so a lot let, to talk about. Yeah, so let's. Uh, you get talk, you get cranking, and let me get right. our uh, let me get so our audio visual. We're going to talk about today with you guys. First of all, thanks for joining us. That's all right. of you out there. That's right. Uh, whether you're joining us live or you're joining us uh, via this recording, welcome yep. to uh, our premiere PT two. Yes, episode uh, number two. Yeah. Episode well, number I, two. I prefer this to be episode one, part two. Part two, okay. So people feel like, hey, they didn't miss out on the very beginning. Okay. And uh, and they'll have a chance here to join us live as yep. well. And we're going to talk about, uh, I think, in terms of what's really emerging now in terms of the sports business landscape. And, you know, one of the things uh, I, I think, like I we talked about earlier, Rob, you know, the world is ever-changing. It's an accelerated pace in terms of how things are changing. Yep. And I think when you think about uh, the sports business industry mm-hmm. and kind of where we are today, uh, it reminds me a lot of kind of where I think the world was, um, you know, 10 years ago, where uh, if you entered in college in 2008, by the time you graduated in 2012, Something like sixty percent of the jobs that were out there weren't even around when you started school uh, in college, and now they were present. And I think that's kind of the era we're in now. Yeah. And I know we're going to talk about esports. And if I had to make a parallel in terms of where esports is, is probably where um, UFC and MMA, MMA was mm-hmm. fifteen years ago. Right. It was kind of this underground thing. Uh, that evolved sort of like our show. Very much like, like our, our show. show. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not climbing the mountain, we're under the mountain. You're right. Um, and so we, uh, and so that's kind of, in my mind, that's kind of where esports is right now. Yep. Uh, there is some structure. Yep. There are several different entities that are out there mm-hmm. uh, finding their way. Uh, it's not at the level of, I wouldn't put it as a top 10 sport that's out there, but it is emerging, and there are a lot of people, I think, uh, even though I think we've almost been talking about it in our industry yep. for the last eight years, yep. 10 years, it is now, I think really in 2018, has kind of hit a place where there's been some footing, and yep. there have been definitely like, 
the viability question is no longer out there. Right. I think there are other people who there were early adopters yep. who who jumped in and now everybody I think is out trying to find a sp- space and figure out how how it works for them. So any anything else you want to add about that part of it or you I you know the th- the, I, I think the interesting part is there really aren't any, and there probably are, but the, I, when you when you kind of research a little bit more, who's the expert in it? You know, right. is it is it, it's a wild west scenario? Mm-hmm. But who are those experts in it that have been in it for more than five years? It could be, you know, the folks that do some of the other, you know, the shoot 'em up games, right? Um, I don't know if that has that. It's almost like there's the two segments of it. There's those. Kids that 25, 30 years ago were playing Dungeons and Dragons, and mm-hmm. and now they're right there with Halo. Yep. Right? And then um, then there's the eSports, or, or there, there's the EA Sports, there's, you know, uh, the basketball, the Madden, the, the NBA soccer, 2K, NBA Madden, 2K. FIFA. Yep. Right. So there's definitely, I it feels like there's two segments to this, mm-hmm. the fantasy side and the sports. The sports side, right? Um, but I mean, the true definition of, and there's a big argument on it's not true sports, but the definition right. of sports is, you know, competition. C- correct. Yes. Right? Um, so I, you know, I, I, I think the in- more interesting part for me is it's clearly defined because the attention is there. Right. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see um, how Fortnite develops and if it has sustainability. Right. I, I don't think esports is dependent on Fortnite, but look, I, I think the, the unique thing for me is I think esports is the first uh, sport that really um, evolved in the 21st century. So, again, as you point out, whether you're playing EA Sports and Madden and, uh, you know, companies like EA, Blizzard, um, and all these who are game developers and game console developers, I think are the ones who have sort of pushed this along. Right. And what you find, what I what I, I really believe is there are two forces at work here that are kind of doing it. You have established sports businesses and leagues who are looking at esports as an extension, as a new revenue stream for their business. So whether it's Cuban and other NBA franchises who are developing their own leagues. You have, there are forces at work at NASCAR uh, and people who own venues who are now scrambling to connect with people who have developed these teams to deliver new events and new programming at their places that can facilitate these competitions. Yep. Because what is amazing is why you've been able to follow gamers and do these other things online and follow them on their YouTube channels and see what they're doing during training and getting tips for them on, from them in terms of how to play these games. Right. What is remarkable to me is that audience. And, and when you look at traditional sports, people have said, well, hey, this, this new, new generation won't come to live events. They don't care about coming to NFL games. They won't come to Major League Baseball games. They don't have the attention span for it. But when you put this type of programming all of a sudden and bring it to them in a live event format, they got no problem coming out for that, right? right. I mean, when you look at what happened at Barclays. That's a, that's and, a great and point. Ones. Yeah. And so I, I think, so you now have, so that that's kind of group one. is right. kind of this that has emerged. 
The other thing that's happening is, in my mind, is you have, again, these entrepreneurs and capital venture groups and companies that are getting into um, getting into this business. Right. They see it as a model. They see it a way mm-hmm. to reach um, you know, the Gen Y mm-hmm. folks uh, and find uh, a mechanism to create competitions. And they're treating it uh, much like traditional sports. We're having camps. We're, we're providing providing video content for people how to learn. We are developing gamers. Uh, the other part that can't be, and the other reason I think I made this kind of UFC uh, comparison is, this is really a global thing. Yeah, This is not just the U.S. As a matter mm. of fact, the U.S. is probably not really Behind. leading the way no. in terms of this. So this um, international and global influence is now just finding its way here and I think what you find is uh, because the game developers are here in the U.S. and that's where they, they're recruiting these kids to come and you know be a part of these teams and relocate to the U.S. Right. And the training is happening here and the development is happening here because right. we really have <laughs> the resources and money to kind of create this thing. And we're the sport is now kind of really chasing where the money is, and that's here in the U.S. So there's really, there are really these two groups, again, like I said, in terms of this kind of, you know, the established industrial groups in the sports industry already who are looking as an extension and really these kind of entrepreneurs, whether you're starting a team, uh, you're developing a team, you're partnering up with capital venture firms who are now saying, hey, here's a great way, new way for us uh, to revolutionize uh, the business model, whether that's, you know, creating these uh, clubs and camps for them to be, having these events happen and tour around. Uh, it's pretty amazing in terms of what's happening out there. So what are you looking at and what's your thoughts on, uh, obviously, the footprint of what the industrial side of it's doing and the mm-hmm. entrepreneurial side's doing. Now you see colleges getting into the game. Right. So now you're seeing um, scholarships from mm-hmm. programmers to gamers Right here on campus, we have close to 300 club members in our esports program. Mm-hmm. Um, those are kids that are, you know, that wouldn't have been out for varsity sports, but it's given them a, a, a platform to compete. You know, albeit it's not, you know, um, robots and <laughs> right. but but it's it's giving every but, student but, opportunity to compete and, and represent their school. So now colleges see the opportunity, right? And um, now they're starting to get into this space. So what, what's well, your thoughts well, you, on that? You, well, I, I think one, a couple of things. One is I think this is an extension for universities. I think this is an extension of kind of this international student um, yeah. grab. Yeah. That there are opportunities. We have the, you know, post high school. Right. We have the greatest uh, infrastructure in terms of education. Yep. And by offering esports, um, offering sports management programs, right. are a great way to collect uh, international students to come to your to your university. Right. And with that comes <laughs> uh, people who are willing to pay more money right. than domestic students. And so I, I think, uh, but I, I do again. I think it's all about um, this 
there's opportunism all over the place right. <laughs> around this. So I think for the universities, uh, n- not that different from capital venture firms, this is a big money grab. Yeah. And and uh, not begrudging either any party for that. No, nope. I, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I think what the great news is for um, people who are gamers. Yep. Um, and people who have been in our industry for a while. Yep. I think what what there is is I think there's an opportunity for you to t- bring your expertise, uh, especially in terms of your institutional knowledge, mm-hmm. and because I think there's real opportunity for. Um, again, the sponsorship development, event structure development, uh, fan engagement development that's out there that hasn't gotten into the esports world. So, you know, I haven't seen yet. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but I mm-hmm. have personally haven't seen anything where I'm going, wow, there's an esports group that's kind of hit, you know, engagement all the way across. Mm-hmm. We've got a great corporate sponsor who's been able to integrate their fans and their business uh, and their customers and create a great way for all of them to connect at the point of a actual live event mm-hmm. where you're doing something from a hospitality standpoint, mm-hmm. you have your customers there, you have people who even, you know, care about your, your you know, your stuff outside mm-hmm. of your product or service yep. uh, who are kind of there and now are reintroduced or introduced to your brand in a way through esports. Right. So I haven't seen anybody who's done kind of what I would call, you know, a 360 activation related to it. Yep. And so I think there's real opportunity for people who are in this business, who are in the business today to, to deliver that kind of institutional knowledge mm-hmm. to these great entrepreneurs who have done a great job of creating these teams, this infrastructure and these competitions um, but haven't quite, you know, uh, vertically integrated their business into the sports industry world. From the other side of it, there's been a lot of chatter about the inconsistency of the quality of the tournaments that have been put on. There have been promoters mm-hmm. that are left um, teams hanging um, mm-hmm. financially, mm-hmm. Um, haven't delivered on what their promise has been. Yep. Um, does it hurt? Hurt, hurt the business early on? Um, does it separate the mom and pops to the big boys right. uh, quicker? Um, and what's your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think what, I guess what, what hasn't happened, mm-hmm. much like, again, back to my UFC MMA example, right. there's no centralized, strong governing body yep. who's emerged to say, we are the authority, mm-hmm. we're going to set the rules, Mm-hmm. We're going to create a, I think, games and game manufacturers and other individual promoters mm-hmm. have kind of been left to uh, sanction these events on their own. Mm-hmm. And there isn't a universal guideline for how that works, mm-hmm. at least I've seen in terms of that as emergence. So who that entity will be, how that happens, where, how will that take place? How will it be, how will that be governed? You know, I think the interesting part is and this is where i give all credit to dana white and ufc is they've been able to do that globally like mm-hmm. they have created not only for competitions here in the u.s but as they go overseas and do other other events outside of the u.s they've kind of created this other you know that mechanism and we and i think esports has yet to kind of figure out who that is you know, it'll be interesting, and, and I started thinking about the model. You mm-hmm. know, number one, if you have, like, 
the UFC model is they're independent contractors. They don't work for the league. They're not employees of UFC. They're independent contractors who come and fight, so you don't have mm-hmm. that overhead. Do you see, do you envision esports to be similar to NASCAR, where there's esports arena that may be managed by a governing body, but these are all teams coming in that, you know, the owners have to take on the salaries, and mm-hmm. it's it's not really, well, I guess every sport is like that, essentially. Right. But... Um, it's, it seems to me, it feels very similar to NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, I think those what those are. And I think even more so, um, I think what's kind of crazy is is this side of, um, you know, scouting mm-hmm. of these kids and identifying either on the web or other places where they can be, <laughs> they're going to be the next, you know, uh, right. whoever it is in terms of gaming. Well, uh, in but terms the, of average gamer, the average gamer is not 12 years old. The average gamer is what, 28 years old. Well, yeah, so well, really, I know, essentially, but, well, yeah. But, but in terms of even scouting them out in terms of these other live competitions, going yeah. overseas to travel to see these kids play, right. um, scouring the internet to find, you know, right. the next great players right. or, or, or people who can add to their teams. Right. You know, those are, you know, that that's, you know, that's in place already, that, that part of it. And so, again, I just think in terms of whether it's done by, you know, Overwatch or the these game manufacturers who are going to create Blizzard. their own leagues yeah. and Blizzard who EA. are going to create their own places. Yeah. Or whether you're going to see, um, you know, NBA 2K and the league get together and say, hey, we're going to create, you know, I think it, I read today like 17 of the 30 teams of the NBA have their own team. So right. how that will look, how they will sanction those events, will those happen in conjunction with NBA World Games that happen during the offseason? Mm-hmm. And there are these whole all-star weekend, how will those groups be incorporated in those mm-hmm. places? What pressure will there be on other owners to create these mm-hmm. other things? And you know, will these, I guess, really leagues that are already connected to these games create their own infrastructure? Mm-hmm. And really set the model for uh, other games that don't have a professional league tied to them. So I, I think all that would be is pretty interesting to see. So NCAA, you know, there's talk about them now sniffing around. Mm-hmm. You know, they they're going to look at the opportunity because you have an audience, right? You have potential revenue. Um, <laughs> do you see them getting involved? Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Much like as we're in discussion now about should football players be paid. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I mean, there is the reality, I think, for the NCAA, especially, uh, I guess we're not talking about, you know, basketball and football, it's the default minor leagues, right? Uh, at least today for the NBA and the NFL. Right. And I, I find it hard to believe in terms of right now where these young kids or free agents are getting paid right. to do this stuff, to volunteer uh, and do it in a college format in exchange for education. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I you know, you you talked about here. There's a club format here, and whether that'll be attractive, I, I, I find it hard to believe. The NCA can sniff around all they want. I don't. Uh, it seems to me that it provides more problems than yeah, the, more questions than answers related to that part. So I wouldn't put them as a front runner in terms of these other things. I think what you what I think about. I think you. I think it's interesting in terms of FIFA. I think NASCAR mm-hmm. is a very interesting play for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL, NFL, NBA. NFL. I think is very good. Uh, you don't have to worry about uh, concussions for gamers. Uh, it could be Not very yet. interesting. Uh, well, 
unless there's something physical going on related to uh, augmented reality games that we haven't yet delved into. But yeah, and the greatest the greatest thing too is um, it's really finite because it's it's final. There's no a human being can't make a mistake on a call. Mm-hmm. It's all generated by the computer. Yeah. So it's it's over. I mean, the game is the game, and. You know, it's across all age groups. If if you're right. good enough, if you're if you're balling out playing, you know, NBA 2K, and you're 13 years old, you know, so, um, who cares? You could, you could play as long as you could play, right? And if you right. can make it, why not? You know, so I don't know. It's just it's 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 interesting. I I watch it all the time. You know, I go right. on Twitch. I got my Twitch account. I'll watch my kids, you know, play. I play, right. you know. I, if you don't, if you're if you're in the industry, you better be able to understand it, right? You know, the business model is, you know, it's 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 just it's evolving so much, right. so it's hard to kind of pin down. It's like it's it's two guys like us sitting, multiply that by a hundred, you know, coming up with these scenarios of that right. what could happen, you know. So well, well, I mean, look, there are there are a lot more people smarter than myself who are already... I find that uh, hard to believe. Well, it's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm probably not even the smartest guy in this room right now, (laughs) but they are... They're already ahead of it uh, on this stuff, and they're already thinking about it. There are people who have... Who are creating these teams and who are creating these training centers for kids, Mm -hmm. and so I'm I'm fascinated. I have... um, Fascinated. I'm just blown away by the whole thing and that people are into it now and are finding their way uh, in terms of making it a career for themselves. And I'm, and I'm really fascinated by the, the business structure that's yet to evolve around it. That's the part I'm, more, I'm most excited about. I look about I look at it as it's such a... Everything that's happening in our life between digital media, social media, esports, it's the greatest time, and I think in our li- lifetime, if we look at it from this digital industrial revolution. And, you know... That what's exciting about it is there probably is going to be something else that pops up, especially that's attached to gambling, that's going to be tagged onto this thing somehow. That's going to spawn a whole different industry on top of it, you know? So I, just everybody that's kind of b- being a part of it, I, I wish we were probably 15 years younger, <laughs> you know? But the great thing about it is we have the nuts and bolts of business that's irreplaceable, mm-hmm. right? The nuts and bolts of business that is irreplaceable because the blocking and tackling and the relationships, how to generate revenue, how to gain attention uh, is all the same. It's just happening so much quicker right. than it's ever happened before. And um, so it's going to, for me, it's like, it's just, it's it, because it's exciting because I don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 years, right? you know, of, of while we'll, we're still kind of sitting here and, and involved in the industry. And I think if you're out there listening right now and you don't take serious steps to understand, at least getting involved somehow, whether it's as a participant, as a viewer, either way, understand this space because it's not going to end. It's only beginning, mm-hmm. and it's going to create thousands of jobs, entrepreneurial uh, opportunities. Um, and I'm, I'm that was a Rob brand. That was a pretty good Rob brand, by the way. Yeah, no, it's great. No, I think again, I think there are, like I said, I think in terms from event development to management roles of these teams, um, event development and event management pieces, all those things. Uh, team management roles, sponsorship development and structure. Yeah. 
and really media development or whether you're blogging about it, you're, you've created a YouTube channel about it, you, you're podcasting like us about it, right. about this sport. Those are really the entrepreneurial things and there are no... Um, there are no emerging or authority figures really in this media development part of it, which I find really the most fascinating part mm-hmm. of it. So who are the great commentators, color commentators that can add to the gaming broadcast? Right. How are gaming broadcasts even done? Is the production part of it, how is that different than real games? How do you, how do you capture that? How do you... I mean, um, traditional sports. sports yeah. yeah. Well, that's already done in traditional sports. People know mm-hmm. how to produce... And do a, an MLB baseball game. How do you do that in a world? Is Twitch doing it the best way it can be done uh, related to how they share a live event? Yep. Or is there some other way? Yeah. Is there a better way? Is there a better way that makes more sense for fans who, are, who can't be there, uh, for brands that want to be involved, yeah. and how they can connect with the fans who engage engagement? Yeah. All that infrastructure, I think, has yet to be created and no one's cracked the code yet, and that's why, you know, I'm excited about it because I think there are some huge, huge opportunities. And uh, when I talk to clients about, you know, there's always a discussion about the lifetime value of customers. Yeah. And if you're talking to kids who are, you know, really from 14 to 34 right now in terms of where, you know, the biggest segment All of right. of folks are who are following this sport. Yeah. Um, men and women, you know, man, that's, if I'm a brand today and I'm looking again at lifetime value equation, I want to talk to those people. I want to connect with them. Right. How do I do that authentically in a sport I really don't understand and it continues to evolve? We have to, we got to get a, someone involved in the industry right now. Um, we should, maybe we should try to get somebody from, uh, NBA 2K. Okay. Um, to be our guest. All right. Yeah. I, I've got, I, and I have uh, a gentleman who works uh, who works for the agency that runs uh, Sony PlayStation. And, I know he, and he's a former uh, teammate of mine at Octagon. And yeah. I bet uh, Matt Chelp, if you're out there, Matt, come come on yeah. on, buddy. Yeah. We're going to talk to you about. We're going to hunt you, you down. You, you told me you're an esports expert. This is your chance to it's, prove it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> let's do a live read, and then uh, let's take a quick break. Let's do a r- live read, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here. And uh, all right, Hutch, how you doing, buddy? Can all I do right. a live read this you time? You got it. All right. Hey, dream of working in the sports industry. Try to land a job, but keep hitting a wall? Yes. Game Plan Career Workshops is a career assessment and mentoring program for sports career seekers. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know them? They're out there. Game Plan U is a 90-day program where you'll be assigned a career coach. Some people might call it a Sherpa. That will work with you on identifying... (laughs) <laughs> that will work with you on identifying your skills, passions, and design a game plan for your journey. The career workshops are perfect for the recent college graduate, pivoting people pivoting in their careers, not passionate about your job, or returning, from milita- or returning from military service. Yep. Thank you for your service, by the way. Game Plan U Career Game Plan U Career Workshop will help you take the next step in your career journey. Go to Dream. SportsDreamJob.com. Boy, I'm killing this. You are. SportsDreamJob.com. To learn more about all the incredible resources and career support available for you, go again to (laughs) SportsDreamJob.com. Sherpa. 
Sherpa. Sherpas. Sh- Sherpas. Wow. So the blind Sherpa yeah. <laughs> strikes again. The, yes, the Sherpa <laughs> strikes again. So uh, episode two in the can. That was you know I think it, this was a uh, this was it, an important one. Yeah, you know this was no, an important was good. one. I thought we, I thought it was good. Yeah, it was an important one. So um, till next Tuesday, we'll be back again. The Sherpas. That's right. Yeah, sports biz podcast presented by Game Plan U. This is Rob Thompson. This is Mark Rapoe signing off. The Sherpas will return. Thanks again for listening to Sports Biz Podcast presented by Game Plan U with your co-hosts Rob Thompson and Mark Rapoe. You can watch us live Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. East Coast Standard Time on Instagram at Game Plan U. For more information, go to sportsdreamjob.com.